So the first thing I kind of like to do is just start off, so for record keeping, just um, state your name, where we are, um, what year you were born. Edward Gillespie, born 1930, December the 8th. I'm now 84 years old, and I have this disease that, where I can't walk, and I'm in the chest town rehabilitation, but now it's called the uh, Autumn Leaf, but it's a retirement home, and I get classes here to try to teach me to walk, and I'm improving all the time, but it's mighty slow. I'm from Sudlersville, Maryland, but my home is in Chestertown now. So did you grow up in um, Sutter's? Sutter's Hill. Sutter, did you grow up there? Well, I went to first four grades in Sutter's Hill. Mm -hmm. And back then, <coughs> they had one teacher, three teachers for seven grades. Mm -hmm. So you had two or three grades in the class. And uh, then my father got called in the National Guard. Not many people realize this, but they activate the February, February the 1st, they activate the Maryland, Virginia National Guard. But that was February before Pearl Harbor. Mm. So the year was almost up. They were starting to do paperwork, let people out when Pearl Harbor hit. So as soon as we left Sellersville, I went to fifth grade in Lengtham Heights, which is over there near BWI Airport. Mm. And then we moved back t to Centerville, and I went to 6th, 7th, and 8th grade in Centerville while my father was overseas. Mm. He was overseas 35 months. Wow. So I'm sure that really impacted your family in some major ways. A lot of ways. Yeah. you care to explain a little bit about that? Well, back then, everything was rationed during the war, mostly. Mm -hmm. You got so many coupons for food, and you could buy a little bit of food with a lot of coupons if it was high-priced stuff. Mm -hmm. Or you could get a lot of food with a little bit of coupons if it was potatoes and stuff like that. But uh, they even rationed whiskey. I wasn't into that, but it was rationed. And... Uh, they, uh, but everything ran along pretty good for okay. a kid. I could say I was, uh, I guess, 11. I guess I was 11, 10 or 11 when my father went overseas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was overseas for 35 months. And he was in, spent most of the time in England. And he used to write us these victory letters where they would uh, photograph them some kind of way and shrink them up a little, mm. microfilm, and send them over here. And then when they got over here, they would blow them back up, but not as big as they were. But they looked like they were on film paper, really. And you'd have little things marked out where the censor people had censored your mail. Mm. And, uh, but he'd write me maybe every month or two, 
to write my mother all the time, but uh, it's unbelievable. <coughs> Excuse me. It's unbelievable how many things they cut out of the letters. You don't know what they were. Yeah. Uh, do you recall any of the things your father would write back about? When, maybe what he saw, what he was doing? Not particularly. Okay. During the war, he didn't tell you much. Mm -hmm. I mean, he couldn't tell you much. A lot was censored. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 10 o'clock in the morning, he landed on Omaha Beach wow. on D-Day. No, I mean, his outfit went through hell. They all did. 29th Division, 115th Infantry. And it was the same Maryland, Virginia outfit that got called in a year before mm -hmm. uh, Pearl Harbor, or not 11 months before Pearl Harbor. Okay. Sure. Well, speaking of Pearl Harbor, do you remember where you were or where you heard the news? I don't really remember. Okay, that's fine. Um, just going from there, um, what kind of stuff would you do as a kid during the war? Uh, how would you um, spend your free time? I don't know. I don't believe uh, for kids, the war probably didn't change things much. Right. Maybe we went to school every day. Mm -hmm. In the summer, we could get jobs pretty easy. Because uh, there wasn't many men around, sure. but uh, I remember we worked for a quarter of an hour back then, and uh, I know this man hired us to unload these freight cars for him, mm -hmm. and we did work in the summertime a lot. Sure. And uh, people had the cars; you couldn't get new cars, and you had gas ration, and you had a sticker I'm almost sure I'm telling you right yeah you only got so many gallons a month that was for pleasure driving mm. and you had the big ones and the C and the D and the business people got more and of course the trucking industry they got all they wanted okay. and uh, but civilians they cut the speed limit down seems kind of strange now really? to 35 mile an hour and that was the maximum limit on these roads, 35 mile an hour. Were highways a uh, similar uh, idea? Would they cut down too? Well, they had the, the 35 miles to save the fuel. That was the optimum miles per gallon. And uh, if some, if you were riding along and uh, somebody went by you doing 50 or so, man, shake your fists at them. They weren't. <laughs> They weren't patriotic. Okay. And everybody almost was patriotic. It was a little bit of uh, people jumping rations a little bit, but mm -hmm. mostly they were patriotic. The whole country just pulled together for World War II. I doubt it ever happened again that they pulled together like that. But it was just a solid, everybody did everything they could. I used to go with my grandmother up to the school. They had a little building up there, it wasn't as big as this room. And uh, you'd sit there and listen for airplanes. Right. When you heard airplanes, you'd call these numbers, the telephone number, and they had these codes you gave in, if you could identify the plane or just hear it. 
so they identified all the planes coming in. I guess that was if they were coming in off the coast. I don't know, but I used to go up there with her all the time, listening for planes. Would you ever see anything? Never saw much, but Never saw we heard planes all the time. Okay. And uh, I Dover Air Force Base. I'm not even sure it was there during the war, hmm. but it probably was there, but it didn't make much. Um, can you think of any other uh, duties you would have had during the war that were different? Um, any different jobs pertaining like toward the war effort? Or maybe your family did something like that? Oh, I don't know. The women were always meeting to wrap up bandages and mm -hmm. Red Cross stuff. But uh, at my age, we didn't get into much okay. of that. Okay. Um, can you rem your, remember your mother being part of the Red Cross effort at all? Sure, she was. Okay. Oh, your mother was into everything. Tried to help the war. Great. Very active young lady. I had a sister five years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. It was just a pair of us and my mother. I mean, if you care to elaborate on that, that's something we're really looking at as women's roles in the war. Well, more or less. I just remember she'd go to Red Cross and she'd do this, that, and the other, but I don't know what she really did. Okay. That's okay. Um, when you were at school, did you ever have to do um, air raid drills? Yeah, stuff drills? like that. And you had, uh, when the sun would blow, you have to turn all your lights off. Okay. And you had these blackout curtains. You could put, cover up your windows. And they had this uh, home guard people that would walk around and what look up for windows that were exposed. Mm. And uh, they could black out of town in a minute or two with these sirens. Right. If you went to Rehoboth or Ocean City, yeah. you had, in the nighttime, you had to have the top half of your headlights painted. And if you saw somebody around here with the top half of their headlights painted, you'd know they'd been to the to the beach. Huh. Was there any reason for just being at the beach? Well, because that's where the submarines out there I could. Okay. And uh, mostly because of submarines. Yeah. Did you ever see that as a threat when you were young? Were you ever afraid of like U-boats being nearby? Was that talked about? Yeah, but we were never, we were never particularly afraid of anything. Okay. trying to think where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else in particular you really remember? Well, we went to the beach yeah. one year for uh, five weeks and uh, something was really something. All these ships getting blown up out there. Torpedo Alley. The beach was just miserable. Mm. Whipped tire. That damn stuff would get all over your feet. And the uh, oh beach were just covered up with this black tar That's gross. where they could come out of these freighters and uh, I know one time we uh, had supper because we went down there August and first week September mm -hmm. and it stayed late pretty late and we had supper and we went down to the beach this friend of mine that was my cousin I guess mm -hmm. uh, a couple years younger than I am and we went down to the beach we looked out there and here's a life raft 
floating out there. And so we followed it up the beach, and it only went up the beach maybe a quarter of a mile or something like that. Oh. And it washed on into shore, and nobody ever been on it because it had uh, wooden slats and these tanks that made it float. Oh. It could land either way. But in the middle of it, it had a uh, um, a container where you put a trap door up, had all these supplies in there for you. And we had the trap door up, then here comes the Coast Guard and ran us off. <laughs> wow. Did you ever find anything else like that washing up or um, on the beach? Not really. Not really? Okay. Enough tar down there to... Yeah, Start a refinery. All. all you had to carry this stuff around, wash your feet all the time. I think it was kerosene people washed their feet with. Okay. Get the tar off. There's a little bit of tar around these beaches now once in a while. Yeah. But good God, nothing like it was back then. You couldn't walk and miss the tar hardly. That's incredible. Yeah, we haven't heard about that at all. Okay. Um. We've also been work, uh, researching uh, the role of minorities during the war. So, did the attitude toward uh, black people change at all during the war? Were they involved? In well, the I don't know. Back when I was a kid, it was two people, white people and colored people. Mm -hmm. And uh, white people didn't socialize with colored people at all. Mm -hmm. But everybody lived happy together. And uh, I don't know of any anxiety to war calls particularly, but... Okay. Uh, Were they involved any more at all in the war effort, just as much as the white people? I wouldn't have an idea about that. Okay. We never thought about that kind of stuff really back then. Yeah. Were there any, like, in the area that you observed at all, or...? Oh, there was a lot of colored people lived there. Okay. But uh, African Americans... But uh, I think they got drafted like everybody else. Right. They were in the war. Right. But uh, I don't think they were uh, during World War II. They weren't accepted, and it was near like they are now. Hmm. Sister was five years younger, so she was a little too young to really yeah, experience right. much. Um, uh, do you remember when you heard about um, D Day at all? No, but I was tickled right to death. Yeah. And uh, my father had been over long enough. He went. He got home about middle of September. And uh, I was going to military school. Okay. Charlotte Hall Military Academy. All right. And I had to leave about the 15th or 18th of September to go there. Mm -hmm. And he got home one week before I went to military school. So I was just proud that I could be to have him take me to the military school. Yeah. And, uh, but my grandfather ran the concrete business during the war. Which about the only thing they did was make concrete burial vaults to bury dead people in, right. because 
everything had a priority, unless it was something for the war effort. Uh -huh. You couldn't get it. Down here on the shore, wasn't much stuff here for the war effort, particularly in Sullersville. Okay. So hardly anybody had any priorities there to do anything. <coughs> but uh, uh, people in the cities had priorities for these factories and things. Mm -hmm. So they had to run the, particularly the, the factories to make the defense goods. So they got everything they wanted. Right. Would they have women working in those factories? Oh, with yeah. The men being gone? Unbelievable. Yeah. Would they get the job? I guess I wasn't over there. <laughs> okay. Um, so you said they made con like barricades or bar like I, I'm not sure I understand the product. What our company makes? The concrete company, yeah. What it made building blocks, what to build right, houses out okay. of. Was that just but they stopped that during the war. Mm -hmm. They made concrete burial vaults. Okay. That's what you put dead people in. Oh, got it. One per customer. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. So would they send them over, or were they for people returning? No, no, just for people living right around there. Okay. Oh, I guess if they brought anybody back from there, but I remember yeah. this yeah. one Webster boy got killed in the war. Mm -hmm. But like the town of Sutlersville, I don't think was many there got killed. Okay. Remember they talk about this Webster boy all the time. He was the first one killed from there. And uh, but every town had people in the war. Right. And every town had casualties, but. Sutterville only 340 people. Small town. Probably less than that back then. Wow. Were a lot of a lot of boys from town um, brought into the service? Were there a lot of young guys around? No, all of them went in service when all they were them? 17 or 18. Okay. Most of them signed up. They if they didn't, they got drafted. Okay. So how much of the town ended up leaving? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even give it any thought back then. Okay. Um, but, see, my father was company commander of the Centerville unit of the National Guard. Mm -hmm. And he'd been company commander for a while. Now, he would never have gone to the war if he hadn't been because they drafted right up almost to his age. Okay. But they never drafted him by his age. Uh, for the war. Was he in his 40s or something? Oh, no, no, no. He was born in 1905. Wow. So what's that make him? 1940, he'd be 35. 35 yeah. So he'd have been within a little bit on the older side. Yeah. But still totally able. But they didn't, the draft didn't get that high. Okay. As he would have been if it stayed out of the National Guard. Something that always kind of amazed me, he was a battalion commander when they landed on D-Day. Mm -hmm. And after war, when they reorganized the Merle National Guard, he got right back in it. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised he did that. But he never talked about the war much. Okay. That was kind of a, you could ask him questions, 
and he might answer, you might not. Okay. But he didn't wouldn't talk much about it. So he was very, he was sensitive about talking about what yeah. he saw. But he went right back in the military with the second battalion with the Merle National Guard mm -hmm. after the war. So on the home front, um, were there, were there, I'm sure there was um, anti-German and Japanese sentiment. Was was that noticeable for you as a kid? Oh yeah. Didn't hate Japs and Germans. The crowds. Oh yeah, they were terrible. That was built right into you. What did you hear? Oh, you heard it every place. Mm -hmm. That was a propaganda. Did you see? Were there like posters and stuff up in town, or? You know, ads on the radio. Yeah, you'd hear it on the radio, and that's about it, hear it on the radio. Yeah. Or if you went to the movies, they'd most always have a uh, uh, movie tone news thing mm -hmm. before the movie, show you some things from fighting over there, and they generally had something like the Japs and the Germans, and, mm -hmm. yeah, nobody liked them. Yeah. I'm surprised they got over so fast. Next thing you know, they're all buying German cars and Japanese cars. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, my wife wanted a Mercedes, and uh, I bought a Mercedes, but that was after my father died. I wouldn't have dared bought her a Mercedes when my father was living. Sure. Wouldn't have sued him. No, of course. He was fighting him. She's had, <laughs> she's had five Mercedes since, but she passed away a year and three months ago. Sorry. So it's terrible. Shocking for me. I'm sure. Well. So was, was one more feared than the other or hated more than the other? No, oh, I don't know. You, you're asking me something I don't remember that much about. It's okay. So how often would you go see the newsreels? Oh, I don't know if you went to movies on Friday night. There'd be a newsreel on there. Would you guys go every just, Friday? Just about. Yeah. And uh, about seventh grade. Mr. Gillespie has a visitor. Would you like him to come back later? Oh, um, I mean, it's up to you. What's that? You have a visitor, um, apparently. I don't know. Who is it? Um... The kind of stuff I like to wrap up with, um, I go to, um, excuse me, uh, VE Day and VJ Day, just, you know, so I start at Pearl Harbor and I go to the end of the war. Um, do you remember hearing about that? Oh, yeah, it was big news. Yeah. Right off the bat. What were your feelings toward that? Damn glad it was over. <laughs> sure. That's about it. Was your father still um, out at that time? Well, VE Day was in Europe. Mm -hmm. Before the war got over, he was home. Okay. Wow. That's not the case for a lot of them. A lot of them were there until 46 or 47, finishing up loose ends. Well, he was thinking about maybe even going out to the West Coast, but he had some leave time, and he just right. came home, stayed a little while. Okay. The war got over. I don't. He never left to go to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think I think that about wraps things up. So I mean that was all great information. I thank you very much for your time.
right, well. anything else that you have that I haven't asked about that you can think of? Can't think of anything. Okay. But, I mean, I still got a bunch of great stuff, so thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. It.